This is David showing us how in the loneliness of the pit times in our life, the pits when we're just just feeling all alone because we're defeated or all alone because of some besetting sin in our life or all alone because of the circumstances that, that we're single or, or we're away from home or we're, you know, whatever. And we just feel all alone. This psalm tells us how to flee to Christ for refuge. And if you weren't taking notes this morning, let, let me show you again the outline of the whole psalm. The first three verses is David, and, and this shows how he gets out. Uh, remember what, what Mark was just singing about. The 13th psalm is when he hits the very bottom. Remember, he, the, the picture in my mind is David is just with his face down in the mud in the 13th psalm. And, and feels abandoned. Psalm 40, he's pushed up, and the mud's still on his face, but he's looking around. And that's, that's, he's on his way out. And then he records in this 40th Psalm the pathway the Lord leads him on. And if you were ever in the loneliness of the pits of life, the first three verses tell us the first step out is to remember God's work in your life. And, and if you marked him in your Bible, this is what he, he remembered. In the first verse, that God inclined. He, or God, inclined to me. Remember in the 13th Psalm, he says, Lord, how long before you, you move toward me? And the Lord moved toward him and inclined toward him and heard him. And that's heard, as we saw, with a response. Verse 2, he brought me up. And any time that there's any lasting change in our life, it's not our hard work, our efforts, our human whatever, because that always amounts to nothing. God does not like human effort in spiritual events in our life. He wants us to accept and receive His grace so that, look at this, He brings me up. You see, if it's us turning over a new leaf, if it's us making a resolution and trying harder, then it's in the energy of the flesh. And the arm of the flesh amounts to nothing. It doesn't make lasting change. People make resolutions that, that appear to be changed, but there's no lasting change apart from Christ. So the, the third thing he says, he, verse 2, brought me up. This is him remembering God's work in his life. And he doesn't like sin. It's horrible. It's miry clay. Then the next, he set my feet on the rock. And that's an allusion back to, remember from Deuteronomy, that he is the rock, Deuteronomy 32.4. His way is perfect. The rock is Christ. So see, this is such a, a, a tying together of the Old and New Testament. He was talking about the rock that took care of Israel, and we know from 1 Corinthians 10 that rock is Christ. And so that's why this whole series, you can read David's words and see he's talking about how to find refuge in Christ, for Christ is in all the Scriptures. Then also, that second verse at the end says, He established my my steps. He's the one that showed me where to go. And verse 3, he put this new song. He reprogrammed me and, and now uh, I'm headed the right way. So the first step out of the pits is to remember God's work in our lives. David remembered God's work in his life and we need to think back over how we were saved. And then you need to in your mind think of, especially when things are hard, the last time you cried out to God and he responded. And just remember those. And when you remember... As Peter said, what is Peter's theme in his little epistles? I want to stir you up by way of 
remembrance. I want to stir your minds up and I want to remind you how faithful God has been. So David remembered God's work. Then the second section of this psalm is in verses 4 and 5. He not only remembers, but he acts on it. He, he reaffirms that he's going to trust in the Lord. It, it's it's a, a verbal reaffirmation, saying, I'm going to trust in you. Lord, I'm going to go forward. It is actually taking the thoughts and saying, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to trust in you. And this is, this is how he puts it in verse 4. Blessed is that man who makes the Lord his trust. How do we know that's what he thought? Because he said it. Because he wrote it down. Because he declared it. It had been wonderful if he just thought it. But he wrote this down. He affirmed his trust in the Lord. And he talks about that. David verbally says he trusts in God. And sometimes, as we ended this morning, I told you that we need to break the spiritual silence that we feel. See, what David found out when he lifted his face up from the the muddy pit and looked up at the Lord, he found out that the Lord had been there all the time. And in our lives, when we feel God is, is not there and we feel out of touch with Him, we need to break the spiritual silence by verbally speaking to Him, saying, Lord, thank You for how You saved me. Lord, thank You for what You have done. You inclined and You gave me the new step my feet. All those different aspects of God's work we saw in those first verses. But then, David here speaks. Look at this. It says at the end of, of verse 5, He says, if I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. He says, once I get started thinking about how much I can trust in you, he says, I just can't, I can't get them all out. There's just too many. We ended this morning by quoting or by reading together on the screens this beautiful hymn. I want to read to you just for you to remember that last stanza because this is the ultimate reaffirmation of trust. Especially the world that we're living in, we already know the ending. It's darkening. It's getting more and more in the arms of the evil one. This, this everything, if you look at the, the pulse of the society, it can be seen in the movies. The movies are getting increasingly darker, more occultic, more satanic, more uh, just vehemently evil and, and just, just blazingly evil. And that causes a dampening of, of spiritual life among Christians, especially those exposed to that, and also of the culture around us. Uh, that's, that's why with abortion and euthanasia and, and, and all the other, now we have the over-the-counter morning-after abortifacient pill that's going to be available. You can go to Walgreens and live like a harlot or like a, a, whatever a, a, a male harlot would be and live like a, just an immoral person. And just go to Walgreens and take your $5 and get a pill and kill that little life so you don't have to bother with it. And it's going to be over-the-counter. No prescription needed, no questions asked. That's where we're getting in America. And that's why Revelation says that in the last days they will not repent of their fornications. Because they're seeing it so much in all the media and they're living it themselves and addicted to it. Now we're going to give them a pill so there's no recourse for that. They can just find a pill to get rid of venereal disease and AIDS and everyone can have a party all the time, right? And that's where the devil's heading us. Well, how do we reaffirm our trust? Behold him there 
the risen Lamb. My perfect spotless righteousness. Just, just to behold Christ as He is. The risen Lamb, perfect spotless. And salvation, the two facets, the two parts of salvation is, He became sin for me, my sins go on Him, that I might be made the righteousness of God. The imputed righteousness of Christ is what we have to remind ourselves of. And that's what this hymn is about. The perfect spotless Righteousness, the great unchangeable I am, the King of glory and of grace. One in Himself I cannot die. My soul is purchased by His blood. My life is hid with Christ on high. Colossians 3.1, nice little allusion to that verse. With Christ, my Savior and my God. David reaffirmed his trust just as we can with the words of this songwriter and as we remember the Scriptures. And that's how we start coming out of this pit.